Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. It's been a great four-week series. I've listened to the ministry uh, over both campuses. And uh, of course, it was my joy to speak last week into this uh, message. And today we're going to, as I say, conclude in it. And it really came about of there are some things that we just need to stop doing. And, uh, you know, we often, we often uh, you know, say about the red lights. I understand some of the guys use the, the illustration of red light. I don't like red lights. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I actually don't like red lights. Caroline tells me, don't, don't. Okay, I mustn't, you know, stop. But they're there on purpose. They're there to protect us. They're there for stopping us from going through when the other cars may be coming. You know, my, 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 my thoughts around the word stop it is I use it an awful lot with our kids. I mentioned last week, anybody ever been there? You know, Caroline's sweet and kind. She goes, stop it, children. You know, just stop it. Me, stop it. Anybody, anybody have kids? Stop it. You know, and of course, we have to say it to one another as well at times because we all find ourselves doing things and that's really the spirit of, of, of the message. It's not because we feel that you guys are out of order or out of control or anything like that. But, you know, there are some things that just prevent us from operating out of real blessing. And if you're new here today, we're going to be talking about things that can help you to really enter into a blessing, you know, receive the blessing of God over our lives. You see, in Colossians 3, and it won't come on your screen because I didn't give this, but Colossians 3, if you're taking notes, verses 5 through to 8, and of course we've, we've referenced these verses every time, Paul is highlighting some big things, some big things. Because in verse 5 he says, we need to put to death those things of the earthly nature, He then goes on to say, you know, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. And because of these, the big things, the wrath of God is coming. He says to them, church, you used to walk in these ways. This is how you once used to live. Now, please don't misunderstand me because sin is sin. I want to be very clear on that. Sin is sin. You know, so there's not necessarily categories of sin, but we see here Paul addressing some of the bigger issues then I think we'd all agree, it's not good to have affairs. It's not good to be messing around. It's not, it's not good to be absolutely e- evil. This is what he's addressing. But then in verse 8, I love his language, because look at it. But now you must also. I, I, I categorize that as he's identified some big things. Now he's really driving down into some smaller things. Because he's saying, you know, we all get that church. And thank God that you're not walking in those ways. But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these. And these things, interestingly, are quite acceptable in the world. They are. People think it's acceptable to get angry, to rage, to have malice, to slander and filthy language from your lips. He's driving it deeper, church. And I guess... That's what we're trying to drive in the life of the church. Because what I've realized is this. It's not usually the small things or the little things that affect this Christian life or affect churches. It's usually the smaller things. Let me identify some of the smaller things that we've addressed over this series. Moaning, grumbling, backbiting, criticizing, gossiping, procrastinating. And today I want to address dishonoring. 
You see, the Bible says this, a little bit of yeast spoils a whole batch of dough. There's another verse as well in the New Testament that says it's the little foxes that spoil and mess up the vineyard. It's not necessarily the bigger things. Of course, the bigger things can take a church down. And of course, we want to give careful attention to those things. But we wanted to drive a little bit more to the detail. An illustration of this, you know, when I first came to faith and was on the journey and Jesus meant so much to me, it was actually acceptable for if I dropped something, you know, like at home now, I go to the bin and it hasn't gone in the bin I don't know whether Caroline is ever aware of this, but I'll just sometimes walk away and think, oh, what? But something in me, something in me, it's not that Caroline's going to get on to me because she doesn't. Genuinely, she doesn't get on to me about those things. But I just think, I can't do that. Does that make sense? You know, and, and it's like, we all know the bigger things, but actually now it's the little things and, and, and this is what we're talking about. You know, Paul says, you know, we've got to put away childish ways. Yeah. We, we were once in milk and now we've got to get to a little bit more of the meatier stuff. And I have to say, I think this is more of the meatier stuff. Because actually these are the things that we think is acceptable to do these things. And actually the Bible's saying it's not. Yeah. So let me underscore this. And I want to try and make it light and try to think of some illustrations. And it may come out in the message but it is a weighty subject and it's weighty because we're actually pushing against an attitude dare I say a spirit that is in operation across the world particularly in the area of dishonor you see to honor it means to respect highly and to esteem and thankfully we've been able to do that in a small measure even with Phil and Sharon this morning To be able to say, we highly respect you, 40 years of ministry, 40 years of marriage. We thank you for your life. And we also seek to esteem them. We've sought to build them up. Now, the opposite to this is dishonor. And this means to disrespect and disesteem. It means to diss. Let me get down with the kids now. (laughs) To diss to this that's what they say am I doing it right to get down with the kids yeah oh the guys at the back are like looking at me it's this this and this that okay but this is what we talk about a disrespect a disesteem is to draw down is to bring down and let me tell you this attitude is so prevalent in the world it's prevalent in Ilkeston, it's prevalent in New York, it's prevalent in Sydney, and it's prevalent in Mansfield. It doesn't matter where you go, you can work for Boots or you can be in Rolls Royce. It's prevalent wherever we go. It's a worldwide issue of dishonor. You see, we dishonor authority. We dishonor those in authority. And of course, we've all done it. But actually, the Bible's going deeper. It's not our job to be pulling down the Maggie Throops. And the Catherine Atkinsons of this world, those who are there at the community service, and while we sought to bring honour to them, even if you are not a Tory, or you are not Labour, or you're pro-Brexit, or whatever, we can have to hold those opinions, but it's not your job to bring down. We want to be honouring. We want to be honouring with regards to our spouses. This drives very deep. How do we speak about our husband, our wives? How do we speak of our children, Kids, young people, how do you speak to your parents? Dishonoring. The Bible's very clear. Honor your parents. 
I have both sets of parents here, not because I was split up, but I've got, you know, my mum and dad, and I've also got Caroline's mum and dad who are parents, and we seek to bring honour to them. Do we get it right all the time? No, but there's an honouring because we understand that that is right. And I have to say, I think still my generation have got that a little. We're moving now to generations that have no honour of any parents. And that's why I always feel when we're addressing these issues, you're always, you're always trading, running through treacle. Yes. Now, I understand things may have happened to you. Your parents may not have honoured you. Your boss may have not honoured you. Your church pastor previously may not have honoured you. But that is no reason for us to carry on this dishonouring. Employer to employee. Employee to employer. Politics, police, government. And of course now... The church. The church. What, you're telling me that we've got to honour those? Yeah. Well, surely, Christian, you're just being self-serving. You just want everybody serving you? No. My authority is founded in God's word. Not in the words of Philpi, no matter how good he is of a scholar of the Bible, nor my interpretation, Christian Thorpe's. I, I, I declare this because the Bible says so, which I'll come on to in a moment. And this dishonouring plays out by us not submitting. This is in the church and in the world. No, I'm not going to submit. So we're asked to do something, but quietly we walk away thinking, get lost. Anybody ever done that? You're an absolute... I'm doing it quietly. You're an absolute idiot. You don't know what you're on about. I'm far more more experienced in this than you, you. I'm just saying. And that in itself is dishonouring. When we have our kids mutter some things under the breath, I'll say, excuse me. Caroline says, excuse me. She's a little bit, she doesn't, she doesn't. She'll say, what do you say, you know? And I'll say, excuse me, what was that? It's dishonouring. It's dishonouring. Let's just call it as it is. It's not just you having an opinion. It's not you knowing your rights. We all have rights. But actually, if we're children of God, we've laid down our rights. That's another story in itself. You have no rights. All you are now is a servant of his. And we live under the authority of the word. So... This is how it plays out. You know, we think we can say what we want and we can get away with it. We have a lack of respect for God and his God-given, anointed and their role. Now, please, if you walk away from this, thinking it's self-serving, it's not. I'm speaking the truth. Because as many times I haven't respected those in authority in the church as much as as I should have done, and of course, what happens for that God is at the sidelines saying, Christian, I want to bless you, yeah. but I can't. Because of how you're living your life. Yeah. And we can pray as much as you want. You can pray and pray and pray. But actually, if your heart that's open and listening, God will be speaking to you, whispering those things. You've got to sort this out. Because as we sort these things out, these areas of stop it, what it does, it releases blessing. It releases favor. And um, we use an, an old Bible words. It releases anointing over our lives. And let me say collectively over this church, it releases an anointing over the church that just enables us supernaturally to break through where we wouldn't normally break through. And this is the heart of God. 
So I want to speak into this today, and I'm going to speak into the reasons why we dishonor. I'm going to move super quick, and then I'm going to really try to drive into the details of, you know, who we should honor. And then there's four ways that I believe we can express that honor. Is that okay? Are you still with me? So there's some reasons why we dishonor, and these are reasons why I have dishonored in my life. Number one, we won't humble ourselves. We just won't humble ourselves. We will not humble ourselves. It's funny, we live in a world that's full of insecurity and that it's always trying to elevate itself. I've never come across a world that's more insecure than it is today. And yet I've never been in a world that's ever been more self-inflated. And that's as a result of social media. Have you heard me say before, people posting and selfies and all that kind of stuff just drives me insane, if I'm honest. So it's a weird sort of world we're living in. That people are insecure and yet they're doing that. But when I really drive it down, it's we just won't humble ourselves. And yet the Bible's very clear, James 4 verse 10, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. He will lift you up. And of course we carry, and I have done, let me personalise it to me, we carry an attitude, well I'm as good as them, I have a gift. And my gift actually is probably more superior than yours. Let me tell you, gift never supersedes God's designated authority. Let me say that again. Gift never supersedes God's designated authority. We've had some hugely gifted people come through the life of the church. You know, hugely, hugely gifted. But unfortunately, they were not willing to humble themselves. And their gift will never supersede God's designated authority. You may be blessed. You may be very gifted. You may be naturally more, more talented. But God, who God has appointed as his designated authority, is the one we should honor and it's our job to honor and respect all these could be opened up themselves but I know some small group leaders who are here and I applaud you for taking these notes and driving them down in your groups secondly why we won't why we won't live in honor and why we dishonor is we don't like the people we're placed under so I'm talking in the context of you you personalize it wherever your workplace your school your factory your church we don't like the people we're placed on, on, under. And we need to remember Jesus. That he suffered under the hands of Pontius Pilate. One of the worst Roman gover- governors Judea ever had. And the apostle Paul had Nero. The worst Roman emperor. And neither Jesus nor Paul ever denied or reviled the authority. And let me tell you. We're nothing like Pontius Pilate and we're nothing like Nero. But we just don't like the people we're placed under. Thirdly, why we won't honour is because we don't like others to be blessed, elevated more than we are. (laughs) So we think they're being elevated, they're being blessed. But the Bible says, Psalm 75 verse 7, it is God who judges and he brings one down and he exalts another. And it's true. It's so true. God, God, will, God is working to his eternal plan and purpose. And you need to know this. Those who aspire to do so much more with your life, God is working to his plan. And the more we will honor, the more we will submit, the more we will submit to God's word and the authority of his word and submit to our leaders, then there's something that begins to flow. And fourthly, we don't honor because it's not our language, our culture. So we say, well, I've not been brought up like that. You know, 
well, it may be nurture, but it also can be nature. Because what we often try to do, particularly in the UK, of this honour sort of theme, is we say, oh no, we can't, we can't honour because somebody's getting too big for themselves. They're getting too big for the boots. You know, the, the, and I want to say that kind of spirit is just poor. That's no reason for us not to honour. Now we understand there are extremes in everything. Everything that we talk about, there's extremes. It's just gone a little quiet, so I'm just going to try and liven you up a little bit. Okay, not by taking my jacket off, although I am quite warm. Thank you. But listen, we just, we, don't we? We just try and stop people because we think, well, they may be getting too big for their boots and it's not our language, our culture. I don't think that's any reason And I know we've seen extremes. Nobody's wanting to operate in extremes here. I have to personalize this to Arena Church. This is a message for Arena Church. If we will live a life of honor, you will be blessed. This church will be blessed. And we will bless the communities and we will bless the world. It's how it works. And it's not because we need more from you. It's not because we don't think you're doing it. But it all needs to go deeper. Are you still hearing me? Give me a wave if you're hearing me. It just needs to go deeper. That's all I'm saying. And we must resist this thought. Well, this is the language of, you know, the Americans. And for those who have, you know, television sta- stations and you see how the Americans, off, are, you know, work. Or I have to say, those who come from other continents, Africa and Asia, usually are very, very honouring. But I want to say that is not just their culture. It needs to be the culture of the ki- those who are part of the kingdom of God. This is our, it's a kingdom culture. This is not an African culture, an American culture, or an Asian culture. Are you hearing me? This is a kingdom culture. And we need to enter into that. So I want to be someone who's forever building up. I want to be forever, somebody who's forever submitting, honoring those who've been placed with authority over our lives. So who are we meet, meant to honor? That's the reasons why we don't do it. Who are we meant to honour? Very quickly. Well, we're meant to honour one another. Just nudge the person next to you and said, I'm meant to honour you. And then go to your second choice on the other side and nudge them and say, I'm meant to honour you. We're meant to, everybody with one accord, just say, one another. I'll say, ask you again, just say, one another. It's true. So it's, it's all inclusive. The Bible's clear. We are called and we are commissioned and we are commanded. These are stronger language. To honor one another. Romans 12 verse 10. Honor one another above yourselves. I know that's sometimes difficult in a relationship where it just feels it's one way. Husbands, wives, parents to children. Employee to employer, whatever it looks like. But we're still called to honor one another above ourselves. Secondly, we are meant to honor those who have been given authority over us. And this is in the context, particularly as governing, which I've already mentioned, but let's read it Romans 13, verse 1. Let everyone, let's say that together, let everyone, does I exclude you? Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. I know they don't get it right. I know there can be seen, you know, challenges. 
I mean, we have people who work for the council. The amount of times I've, I've heard this statement, oh, you know what that is? It's one of these, isn't it? It's one of these. You might be the person who said it. That's a dishonoring, disparaging comment. I'm just saying. And I know we all say and we all get away with it. We all think it's okay, but actually it goes deeper. Because the Bible's very, very clear. clear. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which is God has established. You might not like the PM. I mean, we, we haven't got a PM at the minute, have we? She's, she's now gone. You might not like who they put in, but we have to believe. And I, I do believe that God is in control of all things. So when my American friends were saying, oh, no, we've got Trump as a, as, a, as, a, as a president, there were some guys who were saying, well, you know what? But God's in control of it all. I may not understand it. I may not like it. But they have to submit to it. And, of course, I feel it. There's like resistance. People are getting prickly in their heart. You're getting, I'm getting away with it because you love me and I've got a lot of equity, relational equity with you. But actually, you're irritated to, to by the heck by, by what I'm saying, some of you. But it's the Bible. And then he goes on to say the authorities that exist have been established by God. Number three. So we're meant to honor one another, honor those in governing authority, and honor those with authority in the church. Hebrews 13 verse 17. And this is a big one. I actually haven't experienced this much in, in arena. I'm so, so thankful to be part of this church. Genuinely, we've had occasions, but historically there was a church that I was involved in, uh, as in attending, not, not serving in any capacity. I was young. But I didn't see much of this at times. I saw a dishonor of those who had authority in the church. Now, I'm not saying you can't address issues. These are the glaring issues. There must be a way, and there is a way. The Bible says if you have a problem, go, go to them. You don't do it, bring an elder, go to them. So there is a pathway. But I have seen people shouting or in people's faces, pointing fingers, all this kinds of stuff. I'm telling you, when God sees it, he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because then on Tuesday, they're on the knees praying for God to pour out his spirit and his blessing. It's like, what? And they haven't sorted that. What? Let me tell you, God is here. He's standing on the bandstand of heaven. And he's saying, I want to bless my church. I want to pour out my spirit. I want to do it again. But I've given you some instructions. And until you sort some of these things out, boys and girls, I can't. You're stopping me from doing what I want to do. And I apply that to myself. Oh, God, I don't want anything to stop your flow of blessing and favor over my life. So Hebrews 13 verse 17 says, have confidence in your leaders. I put a a bracket in your spiritual leaders because one version says that. And submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Wow. Wow. Do this so that their work will be a joy, not a burden. For that would be of no benefit to you. So we need to honour those in authority in the church. We need to honour those in authority who are governors. And we need to honour one another. So how does this practically work out? Well, in conclusion, I just want to read a passage of scripture that really always touches me with regards to honour... And it's in the Old Testament, and it's a king who slayed Goliath. 
and who took on the bear and the lion and he killed Goliath with a single stone. And he's, this little king who became a great king was by the name of David. And in 1 Chronicles 11, verse 10 through to, uh, sorry, verse 17 through to 20, and we'll read it. David was from the town of Bethlehem where Jesus was, was born. And he was separated from Bethlehem because of enemy lines. And there was, you know, lots of wars, fractions going on. And it's probably similar to you if you're away from your native land, your native country. He says, oh, we was with our, our cousin last year in Nashville. He's relocated with his family. And the one thing that he longed for more than anything else was a tin of beans. <laughs> Heinz baked beans. If we'd have known that, we would have, we would have taken him some. But he says, you just can't get them there. You can get baked beans, of course, in America, but they're not the same. And it's like David. He was just saying, oh, let's go back to the verses. I just love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. He's just pouring out his heart. He's just thoughts. Oh, I just love a drink of water. And he had three particularly mighty men. And I think they got, to, got between them and said, okay then, our king who we love. Our king who's done so much for us. Our king who got us and we were in debt and distress and discontented. And he became our leader. He wants some water. Come on, boys, are you up for it? You up for a bit of an adventure? Let's go and break through the lines and let's go and get him a cup of water. Well, of course, they didn't have flasks like this. Let me just have, they didn't have flasks like this. So how are you bringing water? I don't know how they did it. They obviously had camel, but I don't know how they did it. Intestines of an animal or whatever and poured it in and sealed it up. I, I don't know how they did it. But anyway, they broke through the lines and they drew some water from the well. They brought it back to David and David looked at it. He refused to drink it, not because he was dishonoring. He, he, instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. And he says this, God forbid that I should drink this. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. Are you hearing the honoring language from one to another? So David did not drink it. And these are the examples of the exploits of the three. As I conclude... I want you to really get this. And if you're moving quick, you might just need to go to podcasts because this is really important. Honor, there's a practical outworking of this in our lifestyle. And how does it work out? Well, let's take this story and just identify four very quick things. First of all, it identifies in our service. In our service. He was the king and they wanted to serve him. They were the whatevers. Whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Wherever you ask us to go, we'll go. We'll just, because they understood this principle of honor. And they heard how he desired some water, so they went and served him by going and getting this water. I love how Jesus, who's from the line of David, he came in John 13, verse 12 to 15. This is, this is revolutionary because in verse 12, he says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. He took a bowl, he took a bowl of water and a towel, wrapped it round him and washed the disciples' feet, which was the point 
of service. It should have been the server who did that. He did it. And he says, you understand what I've done for you? He asked them, verse 13, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for this is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Now I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. He honoured his disciples in that upper room. How do we practice this life of honour? We express honour through heartfelt service. So actually, serve day. Guys, we're not driving anything. That's why I tell Julie off. I'm not sure where I, where I told her off for that, but I certainly corrected her, yeah, and, and said to her, they don't need to pray about it. Why do we need to pray about service? What, I'm sorry, when I hear people say, oh, I've been asked to do this and I've got to go and pray about it. If it needs doing, just do it. Yeah. Why, why do I need to pray about that? Uh, Caroline asks me, Christian, would you put the rubbish out? Uh, I'm just going to go and pray about it, sweetheart. There's an idea. Guys, why didn't I think about that before? Ladies, here's one for you. Can I have that shirt done? For, I need it for me. Oh, I'll go away and pray about it. No, I'm joking. Okay. Just do it. This is honor. We express, we express honor through heartfelt service. Are you with me? Secondly, we express honor through love. David was just thinking out loud. He was just saying, oh, I could really, really, oh, I'd so love a roast dinner. Has anybody got that in the mind at the moment? Oh, I just love, oh, praise Jesus, okay. You know, or whatever. He was just thinking out loud. And yet they risked their lives out of him thinking out loud. Why? Love. Not a strange love. Not a twisted love that we see in the world between man and man that we've made something that's so twisted. No, it's just genuine heartfelt love. Just love. And Jesus again says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you're my disciples. If you love one another. He's trying to get us a theme here three times. If you love one another. And they risk their lives out of love. We express honor through authentic love. You want to know how, how this works out? It works out through heartfelt service. It works out through authentic love. There's nothing flash, nothing fancy, nothing dandy, nothing complicated about this. This is how it works in a marriage. This is how it works in a family. This is how it works in a church. Thirdly, we do it through preference. Preference. Could you imagine them? The three there, if this was the story. He's talking about water and they're just saying, I just love a shower. Forget quietly to themselves. Water? We haven't had a shower for days. And he's on about water in Bethlehem. What's he on about? You know? No, 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 no. They may have needed a shower. They may have been tired. They may have been weary because of the battle. But that didn't even come into consideration because what they said was, oh, he wants some water. We're going to go and get him some water. Honouring works through preference. This relationship with Phil 
that has happened here and with all the team members, people still look on and say, it's not going to work. It works because we understand it only works out of preference and deference. My marriage works with Caroline because I'm fundamentally selfish. No, don't look. I'm fundamentally selfish. And I'm going to be really naughty. And so are you. Because we all want our own way and we all want it how we want it and we all think of ourselves. But as we become more submitted to Jesus and more in love with our spouses, we start to think less of ourselves and more of them. And it works. And this is what these guys here did with preference. And this is how it works. Romans 10, 12 verse 10. I'm drawing it to a close quickly. The Bible says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honour, giving preference to one another. Why some churches never get traction is because they don't understand these principles. They don't understand service. They don't understand love. And they don't understand we express honour through putting others first. And that is a challenge to all of us, I understand. And that's why I'm going deep. And number four, we express honour through praise. He was our leader and king. And they sought to bring praise to the king's name. They weren't jockeying for position or praise of the king. They were just wanting to please him. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 in the message version. So speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so you'll all be in this together. No one left out. No one left behind. I know you're already doing this. Just keep on doing it. Quickly, we express honour through speaking encouraging words. We do it through speaking encouraging words. We do it through preference, putting others first. We do it through love, authentic and genuine love. And we do it through service, heartfelt Service. Let's stop dishonoring and let's be a people that honor, that honor the name of Jesus, that honor one another, that honor the governing authorities, that honor our spiritual leaders. And can I hear a big, can I hear a big amen in Jesus' name? If you receive that word, yeah, just, yeah, do you receive that word in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. I wonder if the guys. We'll jump to the stage again.